Major takeaways from week seven right now on Fantasy Football Today in five. What's up, everybody? I'm Adam Azer with Heath Cummings. Let's talk about week seven here. Let's start with the waiver wire because we had two big running back injuries in Philadelphia, Las Vegas, that game in Las Vegas. Miles Sanders left and Josh Jacobs left. When you look at the waiver wire, what's your priority there? We're going to need more information. If Sanders, I would anticipate, is going to miss time, they play the Lions. I think both Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott will be ads this week. I would prioritize Gainwell, but I don't necessarily know that he's going to get more than 50% of the work. And we're thinking right now, not a major rush to pick up anybody for the Raiders because it's possible that Jacobs won't miss any time. They're going into their bye. Plus, uh, Kenyon Drake is 66% rostered. You should probably get him anyway, you know, just because he, he might have some type of role anyway, and he performed well today, so there's that. Would you drop Devontae Freeman to pick up an Eagles running back if you knew Miles Sanders was going to miss at least one game? Only if I needed to start them this week. I think I'd rather have Devontae Freeman on my bench. Okay. So major winners coming out of Week 7? Uh, Miles Gaskin, DeAndre Swift, um, probably my two biggest. Cordero Patterson, actually. I'll say Miles Gaskin and Cordero Patterson just because. And Gaskin it maybe took an injury from Malcolm Brown before he actually got the workload we would like to see, but he was good in this game. 15 carries, 67 yards, caught four passes, scored a touchdown. He plays the Bills this week, so I'm not sure that anybody's going to start him with confidence, but at the very, I think going into this matchup, if he had not had another game like last week, we'd be dropping Miles Gaskin. We're certainly not doing that, and you might have to flex him next week. Uh, it was very evident in the Falcons game. Cordero Patterson's their running back now. Mike Davis was barely involved and then hurt his ankle late. Um, I, I think we just have to treat Cordero Patterson as a, a must-start running back, maybe forever. <laughs> yeah, interesting in a game where he only had two catches for one yard, uh, but he was, he was the primary back, and he got the goal line carry, and he scored. So awesome stuff for Cordero Patterson, who was started in 96% of CBS leagues. Big game for Joe Burrow, big game for Jamar Chase, and I know you had a pretty hot dynasty take from that. Yeah, I think Jamar Chase is the number one wide receiver, and after the Twitter poll, nobody thinks that's a hot dynasty take. Everyone thinks it's reality, and it's pretty easy to make the case. He was better than all those guys in college, and he's been better than all those guys in his first seven NFL games. I shared a stat last week that he and Randy Moss were the only players with 500 receiving yards and five touchdowns in their first six games, and he follows that up by adding 200 receiving yards and another touchdown. So, yeah, I think uh, Jamar Chase is the wide receiver one. Your losers that you gave on the full-length show were Amonra St. Brown, who did not have a catch, didn't have a target, uh, Damian Williams, and Ramondre Stevenson. Are you dropping all three of those guys? Drop all three of those guys, and you can probably drop one of Dave's losers too, Allen Robinson. Um, two catches, 16 yards, four targets. There's no connection at all there with Justin Fields. It's much better with Darnell Mooney. There's some hope that Robinson will get traded, so I understand if you want to hold on to him, but there's no way you can start him. Any concerns at all about Aaron Jones? I think it was just one of those weird, ugly games, which he has every once in a while, and I would anticipate he's going to get right back on track against the Cardinals' defense on Thursday night. Oh, that's so excited for that game. Let's go. Any concerns about Lamar Jackson? Had a nice game, nice game, but still, uh, it seems it seems like there could still be an eruption coming because the touchdowns have been so low, and yet he's still giving you decent games. But are you concerned about Lamar Jackson? you know, living up to the top five status. I think he's mostly 
been the least fortunate fantasy quarterback this season. You think back to the Detroit game with all the Marquise Brown drop touchdowns. We had a drop touchdown two weeks ago. He's got a very low touchdown rate. And coming into this year, he had one of the highest rates of all time. So I don't think he's going to be a low touchdown rate guy for the rest of the season. I, I am still a buy on Lamar Jackson. Okay. And let's see if there's anything else really pressing to get to here. Um, these, the Carolina quarterback situation, they benched Sam Darnold, but Matt rule is going to stick with Sam Darnold, but we had an interesting conversation about DJ Moore going forward. So what do you think about DJ Moore? Can he be elite or is he just going to be kind of that really solid number two wide receiver? I think his range of outcomes is anywhere from wide receiver seven, probably to wide receiver 15. I I think he's going to be a borderline number one, high end number two, who will have some slightly disappointing weeks, but he was wide receiver eight coming into this week. So I don't think he's going to fall that far. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching and listening to Fantasy Football Today in 5. We will get you back uh, tomorrow night with a recap. Well, I guess it'll be, sorry, Tuesday morning for you with a recap of Monday Night Football and a look at the waiver wire. See ya. See ya.